Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Today I'm reviewing Joe's Conversation with Tim Dillon, Podcast 1251. Tim Dillon is a very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, I'd seen some of his clips before he was on Rogan's show, and uh, but I've watched quite a few since uh, I listened to the episode. Uh, it's really a good excuse to research anybody after they've gone on Rogan's podcast if you're not 100% sure who who they are. uh, It's a nice way to kind of get to know that guest a little bit better. And I think in some ways it makes the podcast slightly more interesting as well. If you see that somebody's coming on and you get a chance to Google them because you get a bit of an idea of like the type of person that they are. So, you know, if they're a comedian, then they start getting funnier quicker maybe if they're political you can start putting kind of a an an idea together of where their point is and where they're coming across from you know for when you're listening through it i don't know sometimes that helps me and it makes the podcast a little bit more enjoyable but uh anyway let's start this review Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? So, Tim comes in strong. He's a silly guy. He's uh, uh, making a lot of jokes throughout this whole podcast. It really is quite a funny podcast um, because he slips into... Being serious and being funny very quickly, it's almost seamless, and it really does make it uh, a really fun episode. I mean, I I caught myself laughing quite a bit to this, and I know it's happening because, you know, like if I'm listening to a podcast, maybe in the gym, you know, um, then you're just working out and you've got your headphones on, there's a lot of people around, and when you catch yourself laughing out loud the things happening on the podcast i mean it it means that it's very funny but also that's not usually the environment i'd just be laughing at but that's definitely when i know that i'm really obviously enjoying a podcast Uh, comedian podcasts are some of my favorite they didn't used to be i used to like just having guests that i felt like were professionals he like specialized in different areas like philosophy or science or all these different ones because I felt like I would be learning a lot more during those. And, and those are still, you know, some podcasts I really enjoy. But there's something different about the comic ones, the stand up ones, um, just with how well Joe can connect with them, obviously being stand up himself. And then the best ones of all are when they're guests that Joe has known for a very long time. Those ones are just really fascinating because, um, you know, they're just laughing about everything. They're talking about old clubs, places they went to, uh, starting out together, different comedians, and also how difficult that grind was. You know, I think so few people really understand that, like the comedians, obviously, that when they get a chance to talk about it, 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 it means a lot. And it's really cool. It, it, it is very cool. And another reminder of how difficult it is to do that job. Um, I guess Tim is a bit of a conspiracy theory guy and uh, was was a little disappointed that Joe has kind of stepped away from the conspiracy theory world uh, a little bit. Joe just said he's too busy and it's and it just gets too silly. But uh, Tim's trying to pull him back in. I guess Tim bought him a book 
and Joe promised to read the first chapter of some kind of conspiracy theory book. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if uh, Joe starts talking all kinds of mad madness about conspiracies again where no where he's getting it from. Um, something that Tim said when they got into talking and a little bit about politics is just that uh, how as soon as he first saw Donald Trump, he knew he was going to win. And I found that like an interesting statement in this conversation. And you have to listen to the whole part of the their chat to get a real feel where he was going with it. But to me, it felt like it was interesting because he was looking at it through the eyes of an entertainer, somebody that needs to capture the audience. And what was striking about it is that he said that... Um, he could he just couldn't get enough of it right and and i think a lot of people felt that same way whether you were for trump or against him or whatever even if you hate him it's like you can't help but want to see what he's up to on the tv right when he has a speech or something going on i mean i don't care so much now because it's just presidential talk even though a lot of it is still nuts but before he was elected i mean it was kind of crazy the things that he was saying and it made people watch and that was when Tim was like, he's definitely going to win. And, you know, then again, you had Hillary on the other side. It was like the same type of politician we've seen before. And slightly, you know, I mean, you have to say boring, kind of boring, you know, so nuts. And moving on from his like conspiracy end of things, they get into talking about intelligence agencies, U.S. intelligence agencies, supposedly, according to Tim, uh, there are 22 intelligence agencies. I had no idea, you know, CIA, FBI, all those. But there are so many. There's one called Geospatial Intelligence, which they make a lot of jokes about. And, you know, what are these organizations doing? Why do they have the money? To me, it's crazy. It was an interesting point that he brought up. I mean, conspiracy theory stuff aside, you got to pay attention to, or at least try to, to know what's going on. It's almost to the point where you feel like you can't keep track of all of that. And like, who is watching the spending and what's happening, whether these organizations even need to exist? I mean, maybe some of them have really important things to do, but, uh, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? They did say that when it comes to Trump, that he should write a book called How Not to Give a Fuck. And I thought that was very important and quite funny because it's kind of true. I mean, if if anyone can pull that off, it would be Trump. Um, it, just his like bulletproof mentality when it comes to the crazy shit that he says. And what entertainment aside, I really hope that this isn't, though I'm sure it is, teaching a whole new generation of politicians to kind of talk that way. Because then it it would definitely lead us down a road of uh, bad communication. I would say. I mean, it, it's tough to get uh, two opposing sides to communicate well when one of them is willing to talk like that, right? And I think that's some of their frustrations, uh, Tim's especially. Some of the most interesting parts for me on this podcast was when they started to talk about their early stand-up career and uh, just about the type of comedy that they do. I guess Tim and Joe both do... A sort of comedy that I it's offensive in a lot of ways, 
and uh, they do their best to kind of keep it obviously very funny, but but they like to push the envelope. Uh, Joe brought up a good friend of his, Brian Holtzman, who his, says some really messed up things when it comes to comedy, but still very funny. And that Mitzi Shaw, who runs the comedy store, actually kind of banned him for a couple of weeks after 9-11 because he, they knew that he was going to do a bunch of 9-11 jokes and nobody was ready for that. So not to say that, you know, that is a great, good idea to do, but it's just kind of, it makes a point that like that person in particular was, is really into offensive comedy. And to me, that's some of the funniest stuff. I don't know what you guys think, but, um, you know, when comedy is too PC, even if it's funny, it just doesn't inspire. Like I love, I love the inspiration you get from when you hear something that's kind of really messed up but still hilarious and you just wonder like how the hell they pulled that off they talk about some of their early gigs and and how they get you strong they call them hell gigs like terrible rooms you're too small or the acoustics are bad or or no one's there Uh, but those are the types of stand-up uh sets that get you very strong and you got to do a lot of those types of rooms also there's incredibly late night rooms in new york that are 2 45 a.m and you gotta ask yourself who the hell is up trying to watch stand-up comedy at 2 45 a.m you can be a fan but that seems that seems crazy you know isn't there a lot going on in new york it just doesn't seem like that should be uh something that you should be doing at that time uh but he does say that the or both of them agree that these small shows, these tough shows, these hell um, gigs are really the ones that make you strong and make you strong when it comes to your comedy. And I think the message there, you know, not everyone's doing stand up, so that doesn't directly relate. But I think that the message there and the relatable part is that, you know, you look at anything in your life that you don't like, that's a real struggle, and maybe there is some huge value to it. You know, maybe, maybe not too. Like if your boss is just a massive asshole, then your boss is an asshole. That sucks. You're not learning a great deal from that other than don't be like him. But if you have some major challenges, you know, who knows? You're like rebuilding a house or remodeling or something. And you come across a wall section that like you can't knock through or the power cords are all messed up or whatever. I mean, in a lot of sense instead of being bogged down by how difficult that is, you can reassess, get through it, you'll learn new procedures for dealing with it, and in the end, it does make you stronger. I mean, it's hard to get really good at anything without having some really tough days doing it. But yeah, these are the sorts of messages that I took away from this one. This conversation was was really fun, really lighthearted, like I said, funny and silly, but uh, it had some really good, inspiring you know, hardworking kind of messages in there. And I liked it a lot. So check it out. And thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys.